People, we are back for oh, yeah. another edition of the Jigsaw Podcast. And I am Josh Rogers, and I am Brian Hare. And welcome to this week's episode. And you know what it is: we talk mm-hmm. about all of the things that yep. happen when you're black and millennial. But particularly, yes, we talk mm-hmm. about the perils, yep. the praises, the productivity, yes, and the pomp uh-huh. and circumstance of being black in America. Brian, yes. how are you, brother? It is a great day to be black, my brother. And it always. It is. Um, I woke up this morning melanated and just chocolatey, and God, God, God shined on me. Shine, shine <laughs> on me. I can do it. <laughs> I knew you could go there. Yeah, shine on me. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that. You, you feeling good in your spirit? <laughs> I am. <laughs> I am. <laughs> yes. 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 So, uh, you know, a thing happened to us. Okay. Mm-hmm. I feel like we made it. We, I feel we, like I we're, we did. We're many celebrities. So we are. You know, last week Brian blessed us with a song of the week and threw it to I me. Did. By playing a uh, particularly a southern hip hop classic mm-hmm. um, entitled "Where Dim Dollars At" mm-hmm. by um, uh, Lola Mitchell, better known as mm-hmm. Gangsta Boo, mm-hmm. and you know every Monday, customary to our marketing practices, we we let you Negroes know mm-hmm. what the song of the week is, so that you can jam, yep. add it to your playlist, get them numbers up, sing. get them numbers up, right? Brian, what did Lola do? Well, <laughs> she shared. She shared it. She shared it. She shared it. She shared it. You know, a lot of the celebrities don't. You know, they be ignoring our stuff. They, they do. And, and that's fine. That's okay. They look we, at it sometimes, but yeah, they don't actually share. We talk to ourselves in the DM, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. How be ever? Lola mm-hmm. said, uh-uh. I appreciate it. And she shouted us out. So I would like to congratulate you, brother, for being, you know, the, you know. the, the Mike Conley, the Steph Curry of the podcast, and throwing I, and giving me the assist. <laughs> I, just, I threw the alley oop. You threw it. it. And you I know, you know, you know, you you hear these sports references? Because it's a thing. <laughs> I hear it. It's a, it's I hear a it. thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to make sure. You know, you quarterback <laughs> that thing. You threw it to me. I threw it to you. You know, you were my Tom Brady. <laughs> oh, we're oh, we gonna okay. make it black. We're gonna make it black. You know, you were you know, you were uh Mike Vick before the scandal. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> You you were that, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I caught it. I was T.O. I was, what's another wide you, receiver? You, you going With back J- to Jerry 2000s. Rice. <laughs> I was, 1990s. Um, you know, um, somebody, Brian, help me out here. Don't leave me hanging. <laughs> I'm going to let you do your thing. No, uh, okay. I'm going I'm to give you a current black quarterback. You are uh, Mahomes. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, Patrick. I'll, we'll Patrick. accept that. Mm, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick? Okay, Patrick mm. Mahomes. And I am, um, hmm, um, wait a minute. Hmm, give me a second. Do <laughs> what them dollars at? <laughs> dollars at? This, this is our waiting music. Dollars at? <laughs> dollars at? What dollars at? What them dollars at? But I'm getting heavy. Understand me, baby. It's gangsta boo. Now let me tell you about something about this lady mm-hmm. named Boo. Okay. 
Um, I, I see what you're doing there. You see what I'm doing? You see what I'm doing? You see what I'm doing? I see what you're doing. Let's see. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. That wasn't successful. Okay. <laughs> Give me a second. <laughs> want me to help oh, you out? No, I don't want you to help me out. I am the curator of Josh Rogers Athletic Abbreviations. And you and I, you are Patrick Mahomes. These are separate teams, but I am Amari Cooper. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I had to find it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You throw me a bone sometimes. I mean, you asked to help, but I denied that help. So, you know. Uh, but anyway, anyway, you mm-hmm. we did that. Y'all get we the analogy. That. We did mm-hmm. that. We sure did. <laughs> and a rap legend rap acknowledged legend. us. A- acknowledged us. So we're feeling famous. We are. We're somebody. You know, if you want our autograph, let us know. Please let us know. We, um, we got it. Those are the things. So before we get into the song of the week, I, I kind of want to stay on music mm-hmm. just for a second mm-hmm. um, because this this will not make the billboard, but I feel like we need to talk about it just for half a second. Okay. Versus. Okay. Okay. We're not going to talk about the one that's coming up. We'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. But it's been announced, and Brian, yes. me and you were prophetic. We've already called we, that. We were. Mm-hmm. So go back to several episodes. I think we've mm-hmm. said it more than once. We did. Um, we said it multiple so go, times. Yeah, yeah. We said multiple times. SWV and Escape are heading to mm-hmm. Versus on May 8th, 2021. So prepare yourselves welcome. for your thing. You're welcome. You know we how the Simpsons always for, you know, foretell the future? Mm-hmm. We did that. And it wasn't mm-hmm. because we got, we ain't no psychics. We got the Holy Ghost. So, we ain't Cleo. <laughs> we ain't Cleo. <laughs> okay. We ain't Cleo. We got JC. We got the Who Holy is JC? Jesus Ooh. Christ. Uh, so, <laughs> so that is us. And be prepared for SWV to watch those Escape Girls in this battle. Listen. I just believe it's going to happen. Now, I love me some Escape and I love me some SWV. However, neither mm-hmm. one of the ladies have 20 hits. <laughs> At all. They're going to show I, up late. They're going to show up late to try to make up for that, but they still going to stay for two and a half hours because they're going to give us 20 songs anyway. Brian, I went to iTunes. Mm-hmm. The Essential album, I know they don't mean much, but mm-hmm. iTunes only gave Escape 12 songs. Ooh. And they only gave SWV 15. And one of those That's 15 stretch. is a Coco single. <laughs> So, 14. So, I'm saying that to say, it doesn't take away from the greatness of who they are, mm-hmm. what they meant to culture, mm-hmm. but 20 songs right. is going to be a stretch. Oh, yeah. um, but I'm sure they're going to play some off them new albums that we don't care about. But as long as we hear Weak, oh, yeah. as long as you hear Rain mm-hmm. uh, from SWV, as long as we I'm hear Downtown, so I'm So Into You, uh, from, uh, as long as we hear Just Kicking and Who Can I Run To, mm-hmm. and you know all those things from Escape, we're going to be good. Oh yeah, we gonna be good. So excited about that. So now, Brian, uh-huh. I got a song of the week, and this week I tried to stay, you know, what I'm saying on theme mm-hmm. here, you know. Um, so just considering, you know, what we're talking about later in the living room with one of our special guests, mm-hmm. I wanted to do this. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, so it goes a little something like this: I wanna. A two, a, a one, a, and a three. Dance with my dogs in the nighttime. Uh-huh. Trap nigga with the chickens like Popeye. Uh-huh. Money changing colors like tie dye. I'm one. just trying to get it. And I ain't trying to die. She got a big old onion booty that make the world cry. Mm-hmm. In the kitchen, wrist twisted like a stir fry. Um, hold them bands down. Hold your mans down. Who told you come what? around? This the huh? trap sound. Designer clothes, fashion shows, trap house made of gold. Control the bag now. No need to brag now. 
down and put the max down. We living fast now. Finest, mm, wrist froze. We can go coast to coast. Um, oh, who watching me? Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna mess it up because you know, I'm not gonna do what one of my what my co-hosts did to a song. But you get it in the kitchen, rich just like a stir fry. Whip it. Ah, <laughs> uh, so that is stir fry. By the great Migos. song. I actually like great song. song. I really like that song. Um, one of our friends, who's a Migos friend, uh, fan, Chris Moore. Mm-hmm. We does not you. like the song because he felt like it was a little bit too commercial because they collaborate with Pharrell, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. um, for that one. But I think it's a dope song. And I think, yep. you know, in terms of like, they were already hot, but like pushing them there, it was mm-hmm. a commercial success. People was yep. whipping it and stirring it and on commercials and mm-hmm. all that other kind of stuff. So now that that has been said, understood and accepted, Brian, are you ready yes. to go into the depths of our show? I'm ready. Let's, Let's get into in. it with some black excellence on the. Hey, come on. <laughs> come on. Hey, first. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into it with the Blessed Report. Yeah. All right, we are here at the Blessed Report where we shout out. Black folks doing great black things, and we always doing things 365. You know, it's just great. We're black. We do make history every single day, but we do have a, a bless up uh, person here today. Her name is Greta Jackson. For those who do not know who Greta is. <laughs> Greta. That is a That's black a strong name. black name. Sturdy black name. <laughs> Greta. I love it. Um, Greta is the first black woman to own a Outback Steakhouse restaurant in Detroit. So you're saying that that doesn't seem like much or that's like <laughs> this is a black bless up. It's a black bless up. <laughs> she orders the guy restaurant, not that she and out cancer. Back. <laughs> and out back. Oh, in in Detroit. Love, in Detroit, of all of all the places. Oh god. Um she, the first black woman to own a Outback Steakhouse in Detroit. According to Because of Them We Can, Jackson was raised in Detroit six mile. Uh, attended college and majored in business marketing. Shortly after school, while interning, Jackson decided to take a role at Outback. So she she worked her way up. She worked her way up in the space. She worked her way up to senior manager. And, you know that's what they said in Coming to America. One day we mopping floors. Next day we flipping burgers. Next day we're on the fries, or whatever. And then you know you become manager. So what she did, she worked her way up. And just a few weeks ago, Greta was promoted to managing partner of the Outback in Roseville. Which is dope. What she said when she was interviewed said, literally 19 years in the making, no shortcuts, nothing was given to me. I literally worked my way through every position, came up in the ranks. When you're so focused and uh, what you're trying to do, you don't take time to realize or understand how it's going to affect other people. And I did not and could not have imagined the impact that my success or uh, my own personal success would have on others. So Jackson definitely worked her way up. There was no nepotism. She ain't, you know, get the the help, you know, that some other folks get in other places. She worked her way up literally from the bottom floor and came up to the top. And so we, that's, even though it's, just, it's an Outback Steakhouse and she's the first person to own it in Detroit, this is something. It shows that she, it is something, yeah. she persevered. She worked her way up and here she is. So bless up to you, Greta. Strong black name, amazing <laughs> story. 
I mean, a strong uh, black first and last name, Greta Jackson. Jackson. <laughs> it don't, I don't know if anything's more uh, black other than Johnson. Johnson and Jackson. Yeah, or Jenkins. <laughs> Jenkins, the been. blackest name. All J's. All J's. <laughs> or maybe a Washington. A <laughs> Washington is a Greta good. Washington. Yeah. What you think her uh, middle name is, Brian? Uh, Greta. Greta. <laughs> um, like Greta Diane. Uh, it might be stronger than that, uh, okay. but then again, if you you don't have a strong first and the middle, so it might be like a Diane or 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 Barbara or, or Ooh, Sandra. Greta Barbara Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> what if my middle name was Greta May? <laughs> Greta May Jackson. That's Greta a strong May. name, bro. That just Greta May Jackson. That's a strong name. That's good. That's, That's somebody good grandma name. for real. That's good. Oh yeah, she can probably cook for real. Oh yeah, she can cook. Like, she owns not it. just these. Not that she's these steaks in the blooming mm-hmm. onions. In the blooming onions. She can onions. cook, cook. She can cook, cook. She owned that outback, but she can cook, cook. <laughs> she got oxtails at home. <laughs> Greta Mae Jackson. Greta Mae Jackson. Bless up, Greta Mae Jackson. <laughs> I don't know what your middle name is, but you Greta Mae to us, Miss <laughs> Greta. Greta Mae. So bless Tonight, up. you Greta Mae today. You Greta Mae tonight. <laughs> in, in this black house. Shout out to the last week's episode. <laughs> so bless up to Greta Mae Jackson. Restaurant tour. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, okay. listen, elevate, 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 elevate. Oh, Josh, you got something in the billboard? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, oh, uh, let me bring Greta it down. May. Greta May. Um, anybody ask you where I'm going? Where I'm going yes. soon. I'm just gonna skip boom, 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 boom. I'm going up here. Oh, I did, I did. <laughs> <laughs> going up here. Why is that important and relevant? Because for the first time in weeks, we got some on the on in the obituary section. Um, we lost. Mm. An NBA legend, rest in peace to Elgin Baylor. Uh, the basketball legend passed away on Monday at the age of 86. Um, and during his career, he played 14 seasons as a forward. But catch this, Brian, particularly mm-hmm. a small forward. I know the things. Oh, okay. I know the things. And he played for the Lakers. You want to know a little bit more history? Not sure, just Los me. Angeles Lakers, the Minneapolis mm-hmm. Lakers. Because, you know, ain't, oh. no, ain't no lakes in Los Angeles. <laughs> Y'all got oceans. Well, y'all ain't got no lakes, so that came from up at Minnesota. So you can tell, you know, how he's curious. Tell us all the things, Josh. I'll tell you all the things. And throughout this 14-season career with the Minneapolis and Los Angeles Lakers, he appeared in eight finals. Um, and in the latter years of his life, of his career, um, Baylor spent 22 years as a general manager of the Los Angeles Clippers, and he won um, an NBA Executive of the Year Award in 2006. So... Very well accomplished, a legend, um, not even in his own right, but just a legend in basketball. And we are sending up prayers to his family and to his friends and all of his loved ones. And um, rest up to um, Elgin Baylor. Yeah, rest up. So um, going to, um, you know, the news that we can use, whatever you want to call it, Quavo and Saweetie broke up. And oh, Brian niggas have been nigging, uh, like many. Bro- listen, like you know, they've been all up in, um, all up in her DMs. They've been taking sides. They've been creating mm-hmm. memes and doing all these kind of things. And like many breakups, you know, they took it to Twitter. And Quavo, you know, mm-hmm. as much as I'm here to support and you know push black men, he played the victim. Uh-huh. While Saweetie was a savage and told that man to take care. <laughs> she said, <laughs> he said all those things. She was like, Good okay. Day. 
Take care. Um, All but, the best. But the, here's the story. The story really, here's where the story relies, Brian. Shout mm-hmm. out to all the dudes who are in Swedish DMs being left on red because listen, she ain't talking to y'all. <laughs> she's not. She's not talking to y'all. Um, and it does not matter. She's not about to do that. Y'all can't buy her no Birkin. Y'all can't do the things. Um, speaking of relationships that kind of run its course, Gary Owens. Oh. Friend to the black community and his wife mm-hmm. are getting a divorce. Now, you know, here on the podcast, we celebrate marriage and we, 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 we don't, you know, we don't do, we don't maximize divorce. So this is not the story. Mm-hmm. We just got mm-hmm. one question. What's the question? Is Gary Owens still invited to the cookout? Because he was there because of his wife. <laughs> he was the plus one. <laughs> he was the plus one. So now he that the they get one. split up and now that we've fallen in love with him and his art and his work, is he still, in, Brian, is he still invited? I don't know. He probably puts raisins and potato salad. You know... If that's the case, I don't eat potato salad, so that don't affect me, but I understand what that does to my potato salad eating mm-hmm. um, kinfolk. So, you know, that's still left to be, you know, to be determined. But we are praying for the Owens family um, because it's, it's never a good thing to see uh, mm-hmm. a couple separate, but we wish them the best as they navigate all of this. Um, another relationship <laughs> story here <laughs> Lori Harvey and MBJ. Uh, I'm just going to throw it out here. They are probably the finest couple collectively oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that's appeared in a while. They are yeah. a really attractive couple, mm-hmm. um, individually and together. Yep. And um, you know, they just been out here killing it, doing the vacations mm-hmm. and doing all the things. And um, Steve Harvey, mm-hmm. you know, Mr. Harvey, I have my feelings about Steve Lynn. Um, got Steve got, you know, had, <laughs> had an interview and says that he approves of MBJ, saying that he's um that he's tried to catch him slipping and he was trying to find something wrong with him, but he just could not. And that, you know, this is a really good dude, and he really hopes that Lori, you know, sticks with him and that they and that they last. Now I have my feelings, mm-hmm. but as the father of a daughter who will one day in the mm-hmm. very distant future be dating some mm-hmm. black man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're gonna put that out there. She's gonna be dating yep. some black yes. man. Yes. Or at least some man of color, at the very yes. least, right? Yes. How do you how do you feel about um Steveland's, you know, position? Um, I don't I don't know if I would want to find something bad with the dude. I would want him to be good. Um mm-hmm. but, but I'm probably the best man she's ever gonna know in her life. So I'm setting the standard. Like, you know, sure. shouts out to me. So I would hope <laughs> that if I am, you know, bless up to me. Brag I on would, yourself. Listen, so I would hope that she uses me as like the standard um and is like I I wanna find a guy who's similar to my dad. So she finds a guy that's Similar to me, I think he'll be a good guy. Look at the cue, the glory tear <laughs> to come down my right cheek. Look at Brian <laughs> out here being somebody whole daddy. I am. I am. You as you as somebody. Have you sat and thought about that before? You are Bro, somebody's daddy every day. I text Lauren probably once, maybe if not every day or every day. Like, yeah, we actually have a child. Like, she really it comes home with us every day. She wakes up every day. We're going to have to have another parenting episode where we just talk about all the things of parenting we do. and, and, and right. all the stuff. Because you still dealing with the baby stuff. Oh, yeah. I got, I got some interdependent jokers over here in my house. You you still got to do everything. <laughs> so prayers prayers prayer up for you. <laughs> prayers oh, yeah. prayer yeah. up for you and my sis. Um, so um, Aretha, our legend. Riri. Rest in peace to Riri. Longest funeral in the history um, of funerals. I mean, listen, I mean, that's why her legs was crossed, because woman of God said I need to be relaxed. 
<laughs> for this funeral. Okay. Um, but no, so apparently, Brian, somebody mm-hmm. thought it was a great idea to not only do a biopic, which I think the woman of God deserved, but mm-hmm. to 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 to, to kind of undercut that by creating mm-hmm. a miniseries. Um, uh-huh. and it's featuring Cynthia Arrivo. Now, we stand a Cynthia because we, we like her. She mastered the role of Celie from she the color purple, my all-time favorite movie. She did that on Broadway, and she mastered Harriet Tubman. I really she I don't really do slave job. movies, but Harriet was phenomenal. She did a great um, job. and she's a masterful vocalist. Like mm-hmm. she girl, because I've heard her on Terrell Grice's Blue All show. And mm-hmm. She and when sings. she sang that song with Celie, like I'm still here, whatever that's a bro, I felt like I I felt the anointing. Ooh. And that ain't even a gospel song. Woman, I mean, so we give her her flowers. However, however, Cynthia is nobody's Aretha. And we did not need this biopic miniseries that is we here. Now I'm, I'm not gonna take away from her getting her coin. Get your coin, sis. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The the network decided to do it and you were just, you know, offered the role. And I'm sure it was a role of a lifetime. So, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not mad at you for doing it. But I think it is a little bit toned there, specifically when the Aretha film was supposed to come out in Christmas. And mm-hmm. of course, it got delayed because of COVID. So it's literally around the corner. It's literally coming out tomorrow. Yep. Hype, you know, hyperbole, right? Um, it's literally coming out tomorrow mm-hmm. with Jennifer Hudson, who was hand chosen by the Queen herself. Hand picked. Um, you know, kind of like Brandy always reminds us that she was hand chosen by Whitney <laughs> by Whitney Houston. Um, but you know, she was she was hand chosen to do this film and for you to kind of I don't I don't understand. And then it's also more confusing. Why in the world is National Geographic producing musical biopics? Right. Like History Channel. Like national not even history. Like national like that made sense. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like gorillas and tigers and bears and then everything. Like right. <laughs> who whose idea was this? Now, whose idea? Now we'll say rest in peace. I saw a clip where Duranis was in the she's an extra in the film. So shout out to Duranis. Oh you know. That's all. You know, it was just in yeah, anyway. Um but yeah, I just I just I don't like and I'm not going to jump on a limb and stretch and say that they're pitting two black women to get against each other. I don't think that no, that's no, the no. case. But what I do think, though, it does undercut what we're expecting from a film. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like it's taken away from... I, I still feel like that film is going to be successful. But in yeah. many ways, I feel like it's taken away from like the beauty of what their premiere would have been. I you oh, know, yeah. you know, National Geo could have done their thing. But after the movie came out, Right. Like I think, if anything, give additional perspective because mm-hmm. you know you're doing a uh, so many episode series. The movie is only two hours, so it's gonna only tell right. so much. Um, so maybe that's where you can pick up where the movie left off because mm-hmm. we've had several iterations of a Biggie film. Mm-hmm. We've had several documentaries of Biggie and Pac, and each time yep. I think we learn a little something new. So I'm not mad at it. I just mm-hmm. don't like the timing, and I just right. and on top of that, much as I love Cynthia, I just don't think Cynthia's Aretha. And no. No, nah. and that's just she, she doesn't give me Aretha. Just, just that. As great of a singer she is, beautiful gals, beautiful gals. I just watched the interview again, and when she got to Nicki, she said, "Ooh, Nicki Minaj. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not going to comment on." That. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about Taylor Swift? Gowns, beautiful gals, gals. beautiful gals. <laughs> what do you think about Whitney Houston? That was a talent, and and Sissy's baby. <laughs> <laughs> the shade of it all. Like what? The shade we, of it all. We we love we love Aretha Franklin. Um, music again. Justin mm-hmm. Bieber. Okay. Um, you know, sampled Martin Luther King on his new album, um, Justice. And we, I, you know, I'm 
confused. Brian, um, he has two samples from the Civil Rights Icon, uh, and they are so out of place in ill time. One mm-hmm. of the songs is literally called MLK Interlude. <laughs> and, um, like, it goes from this MLK snippet of a speech directly into pop, you know, loving music. I'm trying to figure out, bro. Why? Like this whole album is literally about like pop and love, and your relationship to your to you to your white wife, and all those kind of things, which is great. Do mm-hmm. your thing, mm-hmm. but what does MLK have to do with any of that? And like, is this album in, is even about justice? And no, he probably started this album during last summer when niggas was getting killed, and it, he said, you know what, I'm gonna make an album. He want to be Justin Timberlake so bad, so bad, so bad. So bad. I'm gonna make me an album that's just said something, and then he started and realized. I just want to, you know, I just want folks to dance. And, I just want folks clap, to dance and clap booties. That's all. Yeah, I'm, and we I don't really we gonna throw a little MLK interlude in there, you know, right. and Black Lives Matter. But uh, I'm assuming his team, you know, picked up on the possible. <laughs> possible backlash so he's been making a don he's made a donation to the king center and mm-hmm. what i understand reverend bernice king is happy and she approved mm-hmm. so it, you know oh happy day <laughs> that's that's all i got washed. you know with oh my sins away oh easter's almost easter's around the corner listen we getting ready for holy week we, i'm ready it starts right. next week it starts next week Starts sunday right palm sunday is, is this sunday right Need to go to the florist and give me a palm leaf. Right, they need to get mad at church. They don't get, <laughs> yeah, we, we, we in the church, so I got to put one in my. Put some oil on it and back home. You put them in your car. You put them in your car <laughs> to cover you. Yeah, that's how my double horse shot time. Glory to God. So anyway, oh Brian, you want to know something? You want to know something? What niggas gonna need? I think niggas we talked about that, nigga. but niggas they gonna nigg again. And how are they nigging? Spring break. Spring break is here, and we know what happens. You blacks go to these islands and to these other places and to these beaches, and we are okay with that. I mm-hmm. promise you, we are okay with that. And most of y'all like to go to Miami, and Miami is gonna do what Miami does. However, mm-hmm. there have been mm-hmm. several viral clips that have hit the that have hit the internet so over here on Cicely Tyson's internet. We we took it away from Al Gore on mm-hmm. Cicely Tyson's internet and showing the shenanigans, Brian. The video oh, of this yes. man running out on his tab, yes. then being caught, then falling mm-hmm. and uh, and and just failing at trying to get away. I mean, man, a guy could he was tripping worse than Joe Biden walking up to Air Force One. He was falling oh, that was all good. over the place. I mean, that was good, Joe Biden. Get your life together. <laughs> He was maybe but just falling all over the place. And then mm-hmm. camera pans to the left of Tad. And there's an entire freaknik twerk fest while this man has been arrested. Right. Whole, sis over there throwing it in a circle with all her friends. Stopping track. There are cars literally waiting to, 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 to drive. Mm-hmm. To mind they African American business while mm-hmm. these folk are minding their African American business <laughs> with they booties and they thongs. I mean, it was thongs, 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 all on South Beach, all right. on Rodeo Drivers in California. What's right. their street in, in in Miami? What's their popular street? Um, I don't know. I ain't been in Miami. That street, okay. So they <laughs> they they were there, they're in a circle, just doing all the things. What I really wanted to do is tell y'all to live your life. Mm-hmm. Have your fun, mm-hmm. but be responsible. Please do and be safe. Mm-hmm. There is still a whole panini press happening, and you know y'all out here dropping your wop juices, mixing it with 
you know, um, peen crust and mixing mm-hmm. that with the respiratory infections of coronavirus. Right. And that just does not seem like a pleasant Mm-mm. combination. Not so what so what I would suggest that you all do is, mm. you know, I can't tell you how to live your life, but what I want to tell you is be safe and be as responsible as you can while you're out here enjoying spring break. And I saw this meme and I'm going to I'm going to reiterate it. Nicholas. Yes. You are 38 years old. This is not a spring break for you. You are right. on vacation and likely being predatory. Get out of that city and go home. Um, right. Now, that that has been said, <laughs> understood, and accepted. Brian, are you ready <laughs> to get into the living room? I'm ready. I'm ready, too. We got somebody great here, great guest. Um I won't say beautiful gowns. I say wonderful ties, beautiful suits. He's 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 here. wonderful food, beautiful wonderful food, food. beautiful food. Um, he's here um, in the living room. So get your drink, get your snack, um, yeah, kick off snack. your shoes, kick off your shoes, and relax your feet. Hey, and come on down and kick it with the jigsaws. We go into the living room and have this conversation. Let's do it. Yep. All right, ring-a-ling-a-ling, folks. We do have a very special guest in the living room today. I'm extremely excited because uh, this person is amazing, and we're excited to have somebody in here because we love food. Isn't that right, Josh? We love food. We love food. So we have an, a, a, a wonderful chef in the building, and for those that do not know him, uh, we're going to actually allow him to introduce himself, uh, and then we're going to go further into our conversation. So, Chef Arthur. All right, so what's going on, everybody? My name is Desmond Robinson, also known as Chef D. Arthur. I am a native of Memphis, Tennessee, but I'm currently residing in Brooklyn, New York, where I am a personal chef, private chef, traveling chef, catering owner, a food stylist, food blogger, recipe developer, pretty much all the uh, things. All, all the things. things. <laughs> I make food delicious, whether it's on a plate at your house or via recipe on the internet. I make food delicious and easy for you. That is what's up, man. So um, thank you for joining us on the show. We are super excited um, that you're here because, you know, this show is extra, extra black. And it is. one thing about our culture that we don't play about our food, but we don't. what we're going to do is play a quick icebreaker game real quick. And it's called, um, this is good or nah, I'm good. Right. So we're going to give you some options. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you just, and you could just, you know, answer with, um, this is good. Or nah, I'm good. All right. So option one. Okay. Red velvet cake. This is good. Okay. 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 You're starting <laughs> off strong. This is good. All right. Okay. <laughs> yes. Pork chops. Because we know how people are about pork these days. This is good. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was a little nervous because his face didn't look like he was going to like it. Listen, okay. I thought I was about to say something gross and you said pork chop. Uh, Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Chitlins and or hog malls. Nah, I'm good on that. You know, not even the hog malls. I get the chitlins. Uh, you know, these days turkey is proving to be a valuable substitute in cooking our vegetables. <laughs> okay, I'm with it. Um, and so I'm making greens with some hog mog in it. I ain't gonna be mad, but it's not gonna be my choice these days. <laughs> okay, lima beans. I'm good. I'm good with it. Okay, listen, it's the Memphis. I, I'm, you know, that's what it is. Okay, um, the cornbread to go with it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> banana pudding. Though I make amazing banana pudding because I have to. Nah, I'm good. 
on that. I, I, don't, I don't like bananas like that. We are here because I don't do. But I don't banana. Didn't have bananas in it actually. I don't banana. I don't like banana flavored anything. I don't like really? nothing. Yeah, it's just not great. It's yeah, nasty. I, I like banana pudding, but I don't like it after the first day because it gets all soggy and oh, it's not a some, good thing. Some people won't eat it unless it's soggy. It's just Mm-mm. it's just bad all around. And the last one, okay, okay, frog frog legs. I'm good. They're really good, especially um down in like New Orleans, Baton Rouge, mm. Louisiana. Some type of Cajun frog leg. They know what they're doing. Mm, I don't frog leg. Brian, do you frog leg? Um, I I think I've had California, frog legs like you don't once. Frog I've had it like once. So I can't say if I do or I don't. Okay. I hate to sound <laughs> crazy, but you know, it tastes like chicken. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, most most things these days sound uh, taste just like chicken. So you gave us a, a really great rundown of all of the things that you do, uh, blogger, designer of food and, you know, all the things. Right. So, like, give us a little bit more insight um, just starting golf. How did you, I guess, fall in love with food? How did you get into the culinary field? Um, I've always been in love with food. I was that kid, mm-hmm. that, like, you know, didn't like to play outside. I always wanted to be in the house watching TV, undergrown folks, ingrown folks business, seeing what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And so I think that led to a natural captivation with food because my mom's in the kitchen cooking. And I remember she had this seasoning cabinet with all of these different spices and herbs and different bottles. And I was so impressed that all of these different bottles had different functions. And if you use wow. them in perfect harmony, it makes an amazing dish. And I remember her being like, if you use too much of this, that's going to overpower it. If you use too much of that, but then these two work well together. And so just... The magic of the harmony and the cohesiveness and how like each thing, you can't just go in this pantry and just put whatever you want to. Everything has a purpose right. together. And so I was fascinated by that from a very, very early age. Um, and then as I got a little older, I was like, you know, I want to be a chef. I want to be a chef. But there wasn't a lot of information about it back then. Mm-hmm. Now you can just turn on the TV and their culinary school commercials on every channel. Yep. Those counselors are talking about it. If you sign the right form on Google, the culinary school will harass you until you come. Yep. To and so there's just happened to me. Yeah. It's a lot of more information about it. But back then it wasn't that. So it wasn't that dream didn't become realized until much, 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 much later. But it was always in me from a very, very early age. Yeah, and and I love you. Love that you said that because Josh kind of has a similar experience as far as growing up with his grandmother and his mom as far as cooking and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And then my mom cooked, and my cooking experience really was my mom worked at night, so then I was one that kind of picked up the slack. And then my uncle was a chef, so I really loved you know cooking. And I went to culinary school for like a little bit before I moved to Atlanta, so I actually was I dabbled a little bit. Uh, I really enjoyed it, but I, what I think it, it happens, especially in, in black culture. Cooking is something that kind of brings us together, uh, both based off our, our experiences. So I guess I would ask you the question, what role do you feel, I guess, that food plays into the culture overall? Um, it's much like you said, food brings people together. I don't care if you had a family reunion and two of your cousins are beefing and they arguing with each other over here and then somebody hears some more fish out. Everybody, <laughs> hot fish. What's going over here with cousin A and cousin B? It's some hot fish. We get that hot fish ready Oof. to go. So it just Not dissolves like a fish, fish. everything. And so, food is, uh, it's a, it, it brings people together. It can heal you if you're doing it right. It can. It's a sense of community. It's a sense of love. It's a sense of 
you can make it elegant and bougie and, and fancy. You can make it cozy and, and, and comfortable and familiar. You, you, you can literally appease to like any mood that you have uh, with food. And so for the black community, um, particularly even going back to a lot of how we got our soul food and black food traditions, uh, bringing them over from Africa through slavery and keeping those mm-hmm. traditions alive all the way through those processes and still keeping them alive today. It's history too. So it, 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 it's yeah. love, it's family, it brings us together. It's history. It can mm-hmm. go to any mood. It can it, it can it can heal you. It can, you know, it, it has so many functions to it. It's so vast and, 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 and multifunctional. I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, within our community, you know, soul food is our thing. And we, you mm-hmm. know, when we were playing the game, we were talking about the hog malls and stuff. So like, you know, part of our history is that we we were able to take, right, the scraps and make it our delicacies, make it our things. And we've come up with, you know, honing in on the culture that is soul food. So from your perspective, I guess, um, as being a chef, like what makes soul food, like from you, what makes soul food soul food? Is it just the soul that we put in it or is it literally like the menu? I think it starts with the origins of it. Literally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Has That's to good. Take scraps <laughs> mm. and, 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 and make food. And so it speaks to as black people, our, our, our capability to make a way out of nowhere. Mm. Mm. It speaks, and that's just the history of it. That's in our DNA, taking lemons and making lemonade. They literally, you know, the pig is such a, um, you can usually literally use any part of that animal to root to the tutor. And <laughs> our ancestors literally from the root to the tutor used <laughs> they had to feed each other. And so the beauty of it starts with the history right there. Um, that alone, and the fact that we've been able to pass it along for so long, um, it's also a really, really beautiful part of that tradition. So I would say the history of it, um, I would say the the flavor of it all. I don't care what mm. you're talking about. I don't care how fancy it is. I don't care how gourmet it is. I don't care how many Michelin stars it has. Mm. Ain't nobody cooking like your grandma. Ain't nobody cooking like your uncle. Nobody. Ain't nobody on right. the field like your uncle. And so... It starts with the history and, and and the ability to bring it along over time, and then it goes into just the flavor of it all. It is just, mm. it tastes amazing, and that's no shade to anybody. <laughs> it's just kind of like, come to my grandma's house, and I'm gonna come to your grandma's house, and we gonna see who win. <laughs> exactly. I mean, because I mean, being from being from Memphis, you know, like people yeah. brag about Memphis's barbecue and things like that. And you said something about being on the grill. So a lot of my friends who aren't from there ask me, Josh, what's the best place? Like, I give them. My spot, which is the barbecue shop. I don't know what's your favorite Memphis. I mean, A&R is good, so I like the hood spots. But, like, the, the barbecue shop is my, my one of my ones I send them to. But if I'm going to be honest, my favorite barbecue is, is my daddy, my uncle now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's the best barbecue. So, to that point, I think, like you said, ain't nobody cooking like our family. Ain't nobody cooking mm-hmm. like aunties and mama and all of them. And even when I'm cooking, like, I fry some catfish for my wife's side of the family, their family reunion. And they was, they was bum rushing me, you know, like we do, because mm. they wanted the high fish. But then they was like, what's the recipe? I was like, listen, I listen to the ancestors. I don't know what. Hey. I don't know what <laughs> I did. A little bit of this and a little bit right, of that. A little bit of that, because the next time I fry, it's going to be some. It might be a whole nother combination of things. <laughs> to this day, if I ask my grandma for a recipe, she'd be like, baby, I just put a little bit of this and a little bit of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it is. That's it, all it is. And you kind of said something earlier, and I kind of want to transition a little bit. 
because you said it, soul food is a flavor of it all, right? And we yeah. know nowadays we're trying to do better, so we're, we're replacing the hog malls with turkey necks and our greens. Um, and soul food is still a thing. We wanted to taste good, but we know there's this new transition, I guess, to black folks switching over to like healthier options. Are there any healthier options that you know? we can still keep the flavor of it all for the soul food. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think uh, that's actually been a big part of my success, taking things that are really, really familiar uh, and normally fatty or unhealthy and, and, and creating a healthier version of it. You know, some stuff is still going to be, you know, your personal trainer probably wouldn't ever recommend it, but we can take (laughs) some of our favorite things and make them a little lighter, a little bit better for us. And so, I appreciate the attention from a lot of chefs all across the country and world who are doing that right now. The big shift from hog mogs to turkey and your your, your vegetables, not just your greens, all of your vegetables. The, the mm. transition from, I don't have to boil these ve- vegetables. I can saute them and they can still taste good. And I can still, you know, um, add turkey to them or add something to them if I need to. But there are so mm-hmm. many different ways. Uh, like I said earlier, the biggest thing that I love about food is its versatility. Um and within soul food, we still have range for versatility. And I yeah. think that Black people are starting to realize that as we become increasingly more health conscious. Um, even from like, you know, small stuff, like it's stuff that I would never eat back in the day. And now today I'm just kind of like, all right, we're trying to live forever around here. So let's, you know, <laughs> I still want chicken and waffles, but instead of frying this chicken, let's do a panko bread crust and throw it in the oven. So it still tastes crispy like fried chicken, but it's not fried, it's baked. And let's, instead of doing white bleach flour for this waffle, let's do a buckwheat flour um, to make this just a little bit, you know, a, a better grain that we're using here or better wheat that we're using here. And then instead of using like an extra sugary syrup, let's mm-hmm. use an all natural agave or some fresh fruit um, juice or something. Now I'm with the agave. <laughs> you, you, you got me there. <laughs> you know, so there are a number of ways that you can take all of the, you know, traditionally unhealthy soul food that you know and love and make it something that is better for your diet these days. And a lot of people are on board with that and I love to see it. So are you seeing like, okay, so let's, so let's ask this since we're talking about soul food and like switching it up from Memphis to Brooklyn, you know what I'm saying? Have you seen where they have taken it too far? We're trying, because listen, I was listening to a podcast in February and there was um, a gentleman who was trying to do pay homage to black culture by doing like this, um, this soul food tutorial. And they were making collard green empanadas. And I'm just like, miss me with that one. I don't know. I don't, I don't know that we, I don't know that we do anything like that over here. So have you seen, in some of your bigger, more more robust cities or fast-moving cities, right, that they've kind of went way too far and what they trying to, how they trying to, you know, create this fusion of sorts with soul food. So first, I, I have seen a lot of that, but I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna not going to leave that to a big city thing. I, you know, I okay. people back home, you know, that make some interesting choices. <laughs> some stuff together. And that's, I'm not even saying it in a shady way, you know, the, the beauty of food, I go back to the word versatility. It is. Yeah. And so there is no 
food guideline that says that you can't take collard greens and stuff them inside of an empanada, you know? In, um, you know that's true, so, I guess. There's no shade. Because, you know, <laughs> I do it, I would stuff a lot inside of an empanada, but not a collard green. And so, you know, <laughs> maybe a collard green in conjunction with some other stuff. And so, you know, while I am a big advocate for exploration in the kitchen and being creative and being innovative and just playing around and creating different things because I truly think that that's how I got to where I am. I wasn't just making the same stuff that everybody was making at first. I was taking the stuff that you knew and loved and putting like a spin on it. It wasn't a collard green empanada, but I make collard green egg rolls, for example. And so mm -hmm. that was a big hit. At one point in Memphis, we'd be like, oh, you do the Mexican collard green egg roll. So I'm not mm -hmm. going like shade nobody for you know when they go too too far in the expiration we all have a couple of misses like mm -hmm. a collard green empanada in my opinion but you know <laughs> like for example i've seen people these days crab legs are a big thing and i've seen people who are literally deep frying crab legs and i'm just kind of like why on earth are y'all deep frying something you can't even eat you can't eat this shell so why are you breading it <laughs> deep fried? Like why? And bringing it out of the fryer, draining the excess oil off just to crack this thing and only be able to eat the meat that's on the inside with no breading on it. I don't understand. So, you know, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm an advocate for exploration and playing around and creating, but I'm also just kind of like, that don't make no sense. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you have yeah, and, and, balance between both worlds there. Yeah, and I guess with, with within with that saying that, what do you? What are some ways, or what are some things you think, uh, or some ways that you we can take it up a notch? You kind of mentioned some of the egg rolls and types of stuff like that, but what are some, I guess, some things you would say, I would do or you would do to take it up a notch for soul food? Literally, take a couple of your favorite foods mm -hmm. and. Think about ways that you can boost them up a couple of notches. Because that's essentially what I do. I was like, all right, people like shrimp and grits. Everybody okay. makes shrimp and grits. That's nothing special these days. Everybody got a good shrimp and grit. And like your mama, your auntie, your favorite yep. restaurant, the bar across the street, the bodega, everybody got good shrimp and grits these days. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's different. And so now let me figure out a couple of different ways to do this. And so everybody's doing it like in some type of cream sauce or something like that or some, you know, maybe I'll do, oh, you know what I like? I like New Orleans barbecue shrimp. What if I did New Orleans barbecue shrimp and Ooh. it's still shrimp and grits and the, the barbecue sauce from the sauce is already a sauce. What if I do it that way? Or people like jerk chicken what if i put jerk chicken on the grits this time and like it put peppers and onions for the different color you know so my mind does that like literally taking your favorite food mm -hmm. and finding a way within you know adequate reason that you mm -hmm. can elevate it a couple of notches so what's your favorite food Ooh, i know I'm, was... I'm, I'm supposed to be getting the questions but i'm gonna ask you a question now what's your favorite food i'm gonna say hot wings for me hot wings so one way that i elevated the hot hot wing um, I wanted to make a hot wing um, bruschetta of shorts. Uh, it's really just hot wings on the crostini, but we're going to call it bruschetta. bruschetta. <laughs> and so what I did was I took some chicken thighs. I braised them in a hot wing sauce. I diced up carrots and celery because, you know, that's what you get with hot wings. But I sauteed them up and now they're part of the sauce. Mm -hmm. Breaded that up, put it on top of the crostini, the toasted crostini. 
add mm-hmm. a little blue cheese crumble, some red dressing, like with a little sexy drizzle on top. And now you've taken something as simple as a hot wing and made it elevated, made it sexy, made it, made it look like something that should be passed on a tray at a fancy event. It's that simple. Taking something that you love and just, you know, putting a little sexy on it. I like that. Yeah. That that listen, let me write that down because you know outside <laughs> opening back up and I need you know what I'm saying? I need some hors d'oeuvres <laughs> examples. <laughs> listen, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna give you credit the first time. The second time I make it, it was my idea. Uh <laughs> <laughs> that's, see, that's what cappers do. Oh, oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna even I'm not gonna even touch that one like I want to. Uh <laughs> but you said something that made me think you was like making food sexy. So let's like let's Let's dive into that a little bit. Shout out to Trey Songs. Um, like, what are like what are what are these aphrodisiac foods, right? That like that that can take us there. That can get us because we hear about that, right? But like, I don't eat oysters, so like, what 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 are some other options for the people um, in terms of like food being like sexy, but like sexy? Um, I would say most seafood if you're not allergic. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not even getting into the science of it. Just by nature of how you have to eat a lot of it lends itself to, you know, know, lusty spaces. Um, And I think once you get into the science of it all, (laughs) once you get into the science and nutrition of it all, you find they also have some kind of things and ingredients inside of them that kind of lead to uh, making them aphrodisiac. So that's one thing. Um, Two... I think atmosphere plays a big role in in, in making food sexy, atmosphere and presentation. And so I'm not just going to put shrimp and grits in a plate, right? I'm Mm -hmm. going to take these grits and I'm going to make them into a grit cake and I'm going to perfectly form them with a cookie cutter so that they're matching sizes and then I'm going to put the sauce at the bottom so it's perfectly round at the bottom and put the you know the the grit cakes perfectly on top with the barbecue shrimp this is the I'm going back to the New Orleans barbecue shrimp and now it's a grit oh yeah and I'm gonna put you know the barbecue shrimp on top and I'm not gonna use parsley I'm gonna find something else green and sexy to put on the top of that and now something as simple as shrimp and grits turn quickly into New Orleans barbecue shrimp and grits turned into a pan fried grit cake uh, with barbecue shrimp. And just that fast, something that simple got elevated. And so that's just kind of the approach with that. Okay. And that that was dope because it sounded like, you know, it was sexy. It was beautiful. And that sounds like a plate that I would want to eat. Sounds like something I really want to, to, to dive into. Um, but there are some things you know, I, I've looked at and you see on social media, <laughs> folks be like, you know, <laughs> showing that they've been cooking for different holidays and stuff like that. And there's some dishes like, you know, certain people's macaroni and cheese. Shout out to our mayor <laughs> of Atlanta. Keisha, Keisha Lance Bottoms, <laughs> who does not need to be <laughs> making macaroni and, no macaroni and cheese. A couple of things. <laughs> it, was, yeah, it was all that, stiff. It was that was the away. worst. No one wanted that. Somebody from family. It was terrible. Say that one more time. It was terrible. I remember. I remember that being a thing. <laughs> so you know that shouldn't have been a dish. Thing. Yeah, that that shouldn't have been. It shouldn't have been no. a thing. It shouldn't have been a thing. Um, within that, with that being said, like, what are some dishes that should not be dishes? Ooh, I I'm a you know, 
I'm a strong advocate for only using raisins as needed and <laughs> their <laughs> in my opinion. Um, what are some other just like absolutely not for me? I, you know, normally when I see other chefs being like, oh, never do this or never do that. Or I've saw somebody like never put eggs in your mac and cheese and never do this and never do that. And I'm just kind of like, that's just how your grandma taught you how to make it. Those rules are, you know, vague and loose and people can make things how they want to make them. But then there are certain things mm-hmm. that are like absolutely not. Like I posted something on Instagram for Thanksgiving, like <laughs> Instagram do's and don'ts. Like don't make your dressing with Jiffy. Don't make your can your glint. Don't. Drink. We don't want no sweet dressing. <laughs> it's basically just like a, a half an inch shy from being cake mix. Ooh. Which I don't mind from a cornbread perspective, but like from a dressing perspective, like no. No. Don't mm. have this cake dressing with all of these peppers and onions and creams. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, what else? Like some other stern rules that I buy by. Um, color matters. If if the dish doesn't have color, uh, I ain't messing with it. Texture matters. If the texture is off, I'm a very big texture person. For example, like I can't eat hot food. Like so, I love cobbler. Like, if, but I'm if if I'm eating peach cobbler, I'm the guy who is smashing all of the crust <laughs> in the sauce and leaving like a pool of soggy peaches behind. So texture for me, um, strong do's and don'ts. Raisins. Um, at this point in my life, I'm all I'm an advocate for fresh vegetables. The only kind of real canned vegetable I'm going to eat is coming. Uh, maybe I'll eat a bean, like some beans mm. out of a can. I might do that just because I don't have time to be soaking beans a lot of times these days. But beyond <laughs> that, I'm not really messing with any canned vegetables. Other strong don'ts. That's a good question. Let me think, because I do have some. I know the big <laughs> raisins. People just be out here using raisins way too liberally. Put them in potato salad. <sighs> yeah, they don't belong. The things with <laughs> potato salad, Jesus. I just. <laughs> so Brian has a friend or a former friend or whatever that he introduced Uh-oh. to our circle Uh-oh. years years ago. Uh-oh. And we were at you know his parents' house for I want to say a Fourth of July. And this friend, you know, made a slaw. And, you know, I I hope I'm jogging your memory, Brian. I'm I'm lost. Okay. Okay. Well, I remember because this slaw. slaw. Yeah. (laughs) I remember this slaw. Okay. And this, this was, this was premier Ashley being mayor. So it was, this was, this was go back. Ooh. So, um, but you know what friend I'm talking about. I think I know. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Glory unto him. So this law was terrible. There were nuts in it. And there were like all these different type of just things in it. And everybody was ranting and raving. Brian being one of the ones appreciating the versatility of a usual word, Desmond, of the slaw. But I'm just like, I want some mayonnaise. Y'all call it slaw. You know, like, it's like, I just, I got questions <laughs> about this slaw. I mean, What's it, it like? It, it was a solid 10 years ago, but I will not forget the fact that I'm like, mm never eating slaw from this person ever again. Um, so I guess like how how do you handle, right, <laughs> when you're in these, you know, positions where you're with friends or family and they didn't cook something and they didn't try to experiment on you. I'm gonna do this new thing mm-hmm. and it just ain't it. Like <laughs> how do we navigate that space of telling awesome them don't do this? There are, so first of all, <laughs> 
there are just certain things that you just need to keep classic and traditional, especially if they're specific to your family. Like in my family, on my dad's side of the family in particular, chocolate cake is a big thing because my grandma mm-hmm. makes chocolate cake. Everybody over there loves chocolate. It's a thing. Uh, so even though I'm a chef, I ain't finna come around messing up the chocolate cake. I'm gonna make a three layer chocolate cake, yellow cake, <laughs> chocolate icing, just like grandma always did. Didn't nobody ask you to put nuts on it this time? If nuts ain't always, on it. <laughs> didn't nobody ask you to put pomegranate seeds on pomegranate seeds on it because you know the red, and you know none of some of the stuff you just gotta leave all of that fancy stuff where it's at and make it like it's supposed to be made and that's like you know the mac and cheese ain't nobody unless you are a chef or somebody who knows what they're doing and can like remix some mac and, mac and cheese a couple of different ways stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to <laughs> yes <laughs> some stuff you can't play with because your whole family will like you know disown you and so you got to just kind of know what to play with and not to play with and slaw is one of those things first of all a lot of people already don't like slaw and mm-hmm. the East Memphis, like I'm from Memphis, so we eat slaw with barbecue and we eat slaw with fish. So we do. <laughs> it got to be right, first of all. And then most people who don't eat slaw, like I don't eat slaw, but I will eat it only from this person, or only from this place, or only with my ribs, or only with my fish. So it's already a whole big pomp and circumstance for me to be eating slaw. And you went around and did something weird to it that didn't, you know. <laughs> and. I actually hired a friend once when I was first starting to cater and we had a family reunion and I was over the family reunion that year. So I didn't have time to cater for myself. And so I hired a friend to do all of the sides and my uncles were grilling and frying the fish, doing all Mm. the proteins. I just had a friend to come in. I used the word friend. Never mind. A friend came in and made the side. (laughs) My family was like, I don't know. Ooh. your little friends you got to do this <laughs> but don't you ever do that again I'm just kind of like I'm so sorry. You, you feel bad you feel really you do mm-hmm. it's like the sides are important oh yeah I mean the food is the, is important at the point that you got all of your family or all of your friends or all of your mm-hmm. loved ones together and it's in the spirit of we're about to eat these classical black dishes you can't get them wrong Mm-mm. You get it wrong. You can't. If you're going to experiment, you gotta nail it. Mm-hmm. You gotta nail it, um, and you can't just drop the ball because people will never forget it. Like he's still talking about your friend Slaw from ten years ago before he was. Married. And see, and, and, <laughs> and just like your your family came to you and said, "Who's your little friend?" I'm, I want Brian to feel bad right now because I never gotten this out to him. So <laughs> this is it's my public display <laughs> of therapy, Brian. I didn't appreciate that level of experimentation that you put on us. Okay. <laughs> I didn't do it. I, <laughs> I feel personally attacked by your I do. coleslaw from 10 years ago. From 10 years ago. You know what I'm saying? I, first of all, I drove all the way to Conyers just to be there with y'all. And then I didn't even have good slaw. So I'm just oh, I'm just telling crazy. you. But it wasn't I didn't make it. So but but real quick on the slaw, and I'm I'm, I'm gonna let Brian because he got a question. I just want to know, Desmond. Do you put slaw on your shoulder sandwich? On your on your shoulder sandwich, your barbecue sandwich is it with slaw without slaw? Is there any other way to eat one? Okay, I'm just asking. I just want to yeah. make sure. Slaw okay. goes on the on the it goes on the sandwich. First of all, you got to toast that bun. Or you got to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you put your pulled pork on there. Mm-hmm. Put the slaw on top, and this when you think it's done, you take that hot barbecue sauce. 
and you mm-hmm. pull all on top right on it. And so then mm-hmm. it is falling apart in your hands, and it's just a hot ass mess. Like, Can you press this thing? I'm sorry. You all right. Yeah, you good. <laughs> it's, just, it's just messy and sloppy and wonderful and joyful. It's just great. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh yeah, and okay. So let's talk. We're talking about slaw, and I kind of want to know: Do you like the finely for, on a barbecue sandwich? Is it really finely cut, or is it like a nice fluffy type slaw? Uh, so you know that depends on what I'm eating. For a barbecue sandwich, though, I I would prefer mm-hmm. something heartier that can stand up to the quantity of meat that I'm about to eat and this sauce mm-hmm. that's about to be on top. Of it. So something just with a little more body to it. Mm-hmm. But if I was making and just a little more petite and sexy, a thinner slaw um, would be more appropriate. But for the sake okay, of a hearty sandwich, everything on this thing thick already, the slaw might as well be too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I love a good barbecue sandwich. My wife is from Virginia, uh, and the Carolina barbecue is like a thing. So barbecue Carolina sandwiches. Carolina barbecue is not a thing. Let's start there. Carolina Carolina wants that to be a thing. So, <laughs> and it's so, not. So Their barbecue is so like, bad. So to make <laughs> and shout out to all I'm, of my friends in Carolina. I love y'all, <laughs> but like, no thank you. Oh, <laughs> absolutely no thank you. Y'all barbecue is nasty. <laughs> you can't talk to me because people talk barbecue and then say some other city or state in barbecue because we all we, the, 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 the trash talk. Y'all think y'all eat. <laughs> I'm out Texas barbecue. Texas. No, y'all, no. Nope. No Kansas City barbecue. None of it. Kansas City, Carolina. You know, you even go to the grocery store, they have like Carolina specific barbecue sauce. And I was like, in Memphis, we call it honey gold. And it's going We out. call it honey gold. That's not <laughs> our wings. Not our wings. Not our yeah. <laughs> so so basically no one's touching Memphis and barbecue. That's what y'all saying. Nobody. I'm not going to say that. I'm just going to say, you know, <laughs> know who the Beyonce of barbecue is. Oh, oh. that's what, that's it. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> you know, y'all can you know, Memphis barbecue has 28 Grammys. Carolina, the rest like, of these people. Carolina is like the Sarah. <laughs> we'll send your luggage. You know, <laughs> we'll send your luggage. <laughs> I had a little sip of the drink, so I'm talking crazy. But no, Memphis, you know, we just we are conditioned. It's like a game of spades. Like I don't care what you got in your hand. I'm talking crazy when you talk about barbecue in your city. I am ready to go <laughs> with the trash. Oh, I, I I just gotta go here then. Your your favorite your favorite wing spot because people. Let me tell you what these people in Atlanta love to do. They love to talk about oh, we got wings. everything. They put limit on everything. And y'all ain't got nothing but American Deli. So let's start, let's start let's start there. First of all, American Deli is in the mall in Memphis. <laughs> it is, and that's all Atlanta really got. So your your favorite wing spot in the city? Well, from I am still loyal to Crumpies. That's what I grew up on. I was born and raised. You can get a whole wing. A whole wing. You know, they don't cut it in half. It's not no party wing. You get that whole thing. You get a whole wing. Crumpies <laughs> <laughs> uh, for sure. In college, Chings became the move. But for me, it was still Crumpies. Crumpies is what I said. I'm with it. I'm with it. Well, I'm not from Memphis. I don't know. We don't. Know. <laughs> I know. You're from California, so it's always been spring rolls and sushi. Don't and do that. <laughs> don't do that. Quinoa. Don't, don't, don't talk about a quinoa. <laughs> Y'all been on kale before kale was a thing. Y'all was just we doing it. You feel like kale grass. Just like around like 1999. 
I didn't know they made greens outside of collards and turnips before then. Me either. <laughs> right. Um, so we're talking about dishes. And, you know, usually doing like special occasions and like Valentine's Day and stuff like that. You go to the store and there's like no Alfredo sauce. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, all the girls can cook. All the girls can cook is Alfredo. That's all they can make. <laughs> and, and folks are tired of Alfredo. Um, thank God that I, my wife can cook, so she don't make Alfredo like that. But what are some like go-to dishes or for some 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 meals you can make for a significant other outside of Alfredo sauce or anything related to Alfredo. And for like like a date? Anything. I, Is this like, just like you trying to anything because we just yeah. t- they don't want no they don't want no more ragu. Right. Exhausted. Listen, I understand. I understand. <laughs> I understand. I, I saw a post on Instagram that said, Oh, I know it's Valentine's Day because ain't no more Alfredo sauce at the grocery store. <laughs> Um, like I, I think seafood, if you're not allergic to it, is a big aphrodisiac and also really imp- impressive. And if you get it on sale, it doesn't always have to be too expensive. And it's it cooks really fast because um, you if you if you're cooking seafood too long, you're cooking it wrong. And so if you're somebody who doesn't have a lot of time on your hands, but is trying to impress someone and make something that doesn't take too long or, or isn't too hard, I would definitely go the seafood route. Um, also, it's very, very versatile. You can probably put most of these, most of the fish or, or, or shrimp or, or crawfish or, or any or crab and any type of sauce, rice, vegetable combination that you mm-hmm. want to. And so I would say take your favorite seafood, something simple that you can do. A person who can't cook, take your favorite seafood, something as f- simple as shrimp or your favorite fish. Go over to the aisle in the grocery store where the rice and stuff is. Go get like a simple, easy rice. Even if you're not good at cooking rice, get one of those uh, rice packets that come in the bag that you throw in the microwave. Mm-hmm. Go over to the fresh vegetables. Get some type of fresh vegetable that you can saute up. Mm-hmm. And go over to like the in- international aisle. On the international aisle of grocery stores, they got all types of groovy and funky sauces that you can put on stuff. Find mm-hmm. a sauce with a description that aligns with your taste buds. Mm-hmm. Put that sauce over that seafood, over that rice, and you got your sauteed vegetable on the side. Real quick, you got an easy meal. Probably didn't cost a lot if you caught it on sale. And really easy, cooks really fast, really delicious, doesn't require a lot. That's wonderful. Because we actually have a friend. He don't make Alfredo, but he can't cook at all. Chris Moore. Um, <laughs> call his name. <laughs> call his name out. Oh, first and last. <laughs> he lives in Memphis. Um <laughs> Because the thing is, like, so Josh and I cook, so we've been trying to kind of encourage him to get out there. So he had this thing, what he was trying to do was, he said every month he was trying to learn a new dish. Is he still doing it or not? No. He's not doing it. (laughs) So we're trying to encourage him to continue to cook. So you kind of mentioned something. So would you recommend same thing for a person who's just trying to start cooking or learn how to cook? Would you say do the same thing or something else? I would recommend that because it's so simple. First of all, For example, if you want to make some shrimp, you can get a very, very neutral seasoning blend, something where it has everything that you need in this one bottle, so that's all you got to use. Season the shrimp on both sides with that. Put a little bit of oil, olive oil, coconut oil, avocado oil in a skillet. Pan sear that shrimp for maybe about two minutes on each side. Add whatever little random jar of sauce that you want to add to it. Mm -hmm. Bada boom, you got, you know, teriyaki shrimp or or 
whatever type of shrimp, what sauce you use. It is that simple. Mm -hmm. um, you can say you can say, do the same thing with fish, pan sear it on both sides, add a sauce. You can do the same thing with chicken. That's the beauty of food. That like at the point that you realize, oh, I did this with fish today. I wonder what it would be like if I did this with chicken or a pork mm. or a steak. And realizing that you can apply this technique that you know you read this one recipe and you did this thing per the recipe. But if mm. I some of these techniques from that recipe and applied it to the chicken I learned from the other recipe, I'm technically being creative myself. And so at the point that you try enough that you can experiment like that is when you're figuring out what you're doing. Mm. And, it's, and that's, it's really easy once you kind of, once you're not afraid to kind of get out there and mess up and explore, it all becomes kind of easy. And that's, that's interesting because um, for the people who don't know, you were, you were recently on Chopped. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So congrats to that, and I and I've watched Chopped, and like you know, you get this very, um, oof, like this condensed version of ingredients and things that you mm -hmm. have to work with. So That's like, ju just kind of talk through that experience and how your, I guess, ability to be innovative and versatile with food kind of help prepare you for that moment. Um, I, you know, I will say this: I don't know that there's really truly anything that could prepare you for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The little bit of preparation I did have was just kind of like a lot of what I just said. I, I know that if I can apply these cooking techniques in this way to chicken, I can do the same thing, you know, with fish, knowing how fish works. I, you know, mm -hmm. applying, applying all of the appropriate rules for fish and these rules, I can make this work. If I can do this with Brussels sprouts, and I probably can do the same thing with asparagus. If I can do this with this cut of beef that I'm familiar with, then I have this cut of beef that I've never seen before, and I have 20 minutes to do it. I'm just going to use this technique that I know. So it's literally taking things that you are familiar with mm -hmm. and taking a stab at it and hoping that those techniques work on these ingredients that they just gave you that you're not familiar with. And oftentimes you'll find that cooking techniques for the most part, kind of apply across the board with the exception of really, really specific ingredients. Okay, that, that makes sense. Because <clears throat> the interesting, I, I chopped is one of my favorite shows. And I swear, I'm, when I'm at home, I'm like, I can make something out of these things in this basket. <laughs> in my mind, I swear that I can make something. In your mind. In my mind. Because I'm sitting there like, oh, I know they, they can just do this and, you know, and and then all this kind of stuff. So, um Kudos to you on that because can we pause for a half a second, Brian, though, before you do this? Yes. Desmond, if it's Christmas time. Okay. And I said in my mind, what comes to your brain? Say that oh, uh Silent Night, Temptation. I, it's, I, I, I just needed that. Okay. Because another friend that may may or may not be on the podcast right now that did not know that until 2020. I did not. <laughs> I did not, and I'm not, and I'm not ashamed. You're not ashamed. I'm not ashamed. You're not ashamed. I'm not ashamed of that. You're not ashamed of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ashamed. <laughs> just a thing, Brian. Go, go, go ahead. I'm sorry. I apologize. I just. It's okay. It. All right. Okay. So, and, and I'm. I got but, you know, another question. One last question. I'm, I'm going to ask you. And um, so, seasonings. You know, black folks. Lowry's is a staple. Listen, <laughs> you know, <laughs> is a, Lowry's a staple. Garlic seasoning, garlic powder, onion powder. <laughs> what are some alternative seasonings you think we can we can use outside of just the you know Cajun seasoning and all those things that we may use? <laughs> I use all the seasonings. I just I be throwing stuff together. 
what are you, what are some alternatives you think for seasoning? Well, so I'm going to repurpose your question. I read the saying alternative seasoning. I'm going to add some additional ones onto that because what you know those are a staple in most black homes for a very very good reason, and it's because oh, yeah. they work and they work well together. Garlic. I'm a, I'm a fan of garlic powder um, more so than garlic salt. Onion powder. Um, you know, to flavor food, you're using a lot of those aromatics anyway. So using it in a seasoning form is making your food taste good. Cajun seasoning or blackened seasoning, all of those things already come with like a perfect combination of a lot of mm-hmm. those things in it. If you read the ingredient label, it has salt, paprika, garlic, onion, uh, dried herbs, all that kind of stuff is in there. And so the benefit for people who can't cook is I can just go and use that and and I don't have to try too hard. And my mom taught me how to cook for the longest. I cooked everything with seasoned salt, garlic powder, onion powder, and pepper. It wasn't until I got older that I didn't that, that That's all I've been using. That's all I use <laughs> for the most part. That's a, that's a staple. But to answer your question, to add on to that, um, you know, honestly, you would be surprised. You know, a lot of chefs use a lot of just salt and pepper fresh herbs and fresh spices, but it just starts with the salt and pepper. I don't know many chefs who are using like seasoned salt and Lowry's and all that kind of stuff. I don't even want to <laughs> And so using something as simple as salt and pepper in the correct way goes really far, uh, really far. Um, mm-hmm. when it's like uh, the right type of salt, I don't use iodized salt. I use sea salt, black pepper, crushed red pepper. And now rather than using garlic powder, a lot of times I use fresh garlic. A lot of times I use fresh. Mm-hmm. So it's still, you know, the natural form as opposed to seasoning. Mm-hmm. But that goes really far. Greek seasoning. Um, oftentimes, if you get the right brand, it's lower in sodium and is a nice addition to things without overpowering. Um, Mrs. Dash or Flavor Guide which are two, Mrs. Dash is completely salt-free and Flavor God, I think, has very, very, very low sodium content. And they have mm-hmm. a way of, if you've already really seasoned the dish really well, but it still needs some extra flavor without adding salt, mm-hmm. those are some really, any type of garlic and herby, salt-free type of seasoning, those are really, really, really well. And so mm-hmm. I would say stick, like, again, stick to the rivers and the lakes that we're used to. <laughs> At this point, if you're washing your hair, your 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 your, your health, I would say they have a, a low-sodium version of Lari's now I've seen. Um, mm-hmm. Pop that, garlic powder, onion powder, black pepper, paprika. Cumin is a favorite of mine. Cumin makes a lot of mm. things taste great. Uh, chili powder in moderation. Fresh herbs. Don't be afraid mm. of those fresh herbs. A lot of people, if you're afraid of fresh herbs, get the kind that are dried already in the seasoning um, bottle. But fresh herbs, fresh aromatic. So um, forgive me, I live in New York. So if you hear that fire truck, it's just, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. I'll be on Zoom calls and important meetings like, listen, guys, I'm sorry, I live in New York. Um, yeah, I, I, I would say... Stick to what we know because it works for a reason mm-hmm. and then add right. other. But that gives you a, a lot of those. What we already know gives you a lot of the salt content that you already need. So maybe experience mm-hmm. with some other low sodium or salt free things to add in addition to that. And so you can't go wrong with spices because spices don't add sodium. You can't go wrong with herbs because herbs um, add flavor without adding sodium. You can't go with wrong with any type of uh seasoning mix that doesn't have any sodium in it because that's just adding on flavor without sodium 
Um, mm-hmm. And then fresh aromatics. You know, we use the garlic powder and the onion powder, and so like let's let's use fresh garlic. Let's use real mm-hmm. onion if you're able. That would be good. Makes sense. All right, so I'm excited. I think we're gonna, going forward. I think we're gonna. I, I cook. Josh cooks. But I think going forward, I think our audience is gonna. Uh, our food's gonna be elevated. It's as gonna you be say. elevated. Come it's gonna be now. elevated. Yeah. Um. So let's kind of let's kind of have some kind of have some fun. We we start off our our interviews or our discussions with games. So we're gonna end with a game. Is that all right? Yes. Let's do it. Okay. So culture code. This is called culture code. The cookout. Okay. So culture code. The cookout. So first question. <clears throat> if you were hosting a cookout and you had access to anyone in the world, who would be on that invite list? Just the invite? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the invite. How many to, people yeah. do I get? Five. Five, yes. Let's do five. These need to be famous people, right? They whoever can be whoever you, want. you want. Whoever you want. <laughs> Issa Rae. Ooh, friend of the podcast. Uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, is she? In our mind, she is. Yeah, in our mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 this is hard. My mama and daddy, my brother. Mm. Uh, I can't pick any of my friends because then I got to pick all of them. Uh, Felicia, <laughs> my brother, who, who is my friend, but also my brother's wife. So it's going to be my family and Issa Rae. <laughs> that sounds like a good party. Though. That sounds like a party. <laughs> I mean, Lisa Ray at any at any event for me, right? Until Issa, she can bring a couple of plus ones and twos oh, and threes, and that makes the party. People, she would, like bring the people to the thing. <laughs> we want to have fun. All right, next question. Okay, what five songs must Ooh. be on the cookout playlist? Only five songs on the cookout playlist. <sighs> Frankie Beverly Mays before I let go. Mm, gotta be on uh, playlist. Must be. Uh, uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire, September. I was, I was thinking about that one too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not a fan of this song anymore, but it brings the people together. Um, the wobble. It ain't my We jam. love a line dance. It ain't my <laughs> jam. love a line dance. <laughs> All the old people and young people are together in harmony on that one, so let's do it. <laughs> What's that, three? That's three. That's three. Swag Surf brings the people together. Ooh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Start slow. Tevin Campbell, can we talk? That's a solid Ooh, five. That is a solid five. That is a solid five. <laughs> that's a solid five. That's a that's, solid five. That's and and Tevin Campbell was the dark horse. That, I didn't even see that one coming. I didn't see it coming either. Hey, That's a solid I, I, five. I, I was trying to think of songs that people either stand up and participate or sing along loudly. And can we talk? Gets the people going. It gets the people going. That is a, that is a number. Yeah. Um. I was I was hoping you threw some some three six some Gotti in there somewhere. Well, you um, know, my mama there. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just Ray and my mama them. So I'm gonna be like, what is this? <laughs> she can't play slob on my knob at at a, at a cookout. You just can't. You know, she she still can't get past it being three sixes in the mafia. So in the mafia, yeah, I understand. <laughs> I understand, but man, we uh definitely appreciate you being on again. But definitely. before we wrap up the living room, tell the people um, maybe some things you got in the pipeline, some you got going on, and how they can connect and follow you. 
Um, yes, yeah, so you can connect and follow me at www.chefdarthur.com. That's Chef D A R T H U R.com. You can also find me on, on Instagram with a similar name as Chef underscore D Arthur, spelled the same way. Uh, those are the primary two ways to contact me. As far as what I have coming up next, you know, Chop just kind of switched the game up a little bit. I have people kind of coming at me in a lot of different directions uh, with a lot of amazing opportunities. And so, um, in addition to working on the recipe content that I've been working on, working on so a lot of virtual content, I'm doing uh, virtual cooking classes. I'm doing a lot of small events. I was doing big catering events, and now all of that is transitioned to smaller, intimate events that I can make a lot sexier. Um, mm. Those are the primary projects that I'm working on, and um, lots of offers are pouring in for lots of different things. And so right now, my team and I are just kind of taking it all in and just trying to figure out how to leverage this moment and figure out, you know, which direction we want to head in. Cause the opportunities are just kind of a little all over the place and just trying to hone in and focus and, and take advantage of this moment. Yeah. That's what's up. Um, so again, bro, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you. you mind sticking around and talking about some black man self care with us real quick. I got y'all. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. it. Let's go into that. Ooh, all right we are here at uh, i am a brother's keeper black man self-care where we talk about all the things that we do to take care of ourselves as black men and we deserve it we want to look nice we want to you know, have the fenty beauty we want to do the manicures and pedicures we want to do all those things to make sure we're taking care of ourselves so uh chef d arthur what are you doing this weekend or upcoming weekend to take care of yourself um this weekend so i have to travel to orlando to cater a birthday function and uh, it ends on Monday, and uh, most people are going home on Monday. But I think I'm going to just stick around an extra day and mm. just relax before heading back just to kind of, you know, work slash have fun for a couple of days and just take a day to myself to decompress before I head back to New York and hop back right into the regular weekly flow. Mm. That, that sounds sounds like a great idea because New York is – I love New York. New York is hustle and bustle, so – that makes yes. sense. Yes, 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 yes. What you got going on? Sure, I'm in Brooklyn and and, and 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 don't really leave out of Brooklyn a whole lot. Mm. Um, and it, so it's not quite as hustly and bustly, but you know, New York is New York is New York, and so when you get the opportunity to kind of sit out in the sun, buy some water, and be quiet for a minute, you take advantage of that. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I feel Beautiful. that. Um, Brian, to your question, I, this weekend, what am I doing? So Asha, uh, my wife has family in town, so I'm sure there's something on my calendar that I don't know that's on my calendar. So whatever mm-hmm. that is, is what I will be doing, um, uh, this weekend. But in terms of decompressing for myself, um, you know, I'm, I'm gonna work out because it's just what I do and, um, mm-hmm. uh, deaf to dad bod. So just, that'll be my thing. That'll be my therapy, um, uh, to kind of decompress for the week. Maybe with a you know capping it off with a nice glass of red something oh, yes. um, to end those nights. But um, yeah, bro, how about you? Um, I actually have to do some trainings in the morning, uh, but after that, I will probably just hang out, do nothing. You tell the these white the people day. to stop working you on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> you tell them I see it. Stop working. It. Stop working you on Saturday. <laughs> I see. It. I see. It. <laughs> No more working on the weekends. No more working on the weekends. My niece deserves She needs her daddy. You tell her. You, she, she, she taking another black father out the home. No. <laughs> she needs him on Saturday 
And Sunday. And Sunday. Mm. <laughs> oh, but that's but that's cool, man. Again, bro, thank you for joining. Uh, we're finna get ready to wrap up the podcast and get into the P.O. box. I think we got yes. something. So let's head over there and do that. Oh, yes, wait a minute, Mr. Bozeman. All right, we are here at the P.O. box. And yes, is. Joshua, we have something in the in the box. Oh, thank you, because you all abandoned us last week. <laughs> Listen. You abandoned, abandoned me. <laughs> Love don't live here anymore. Listen, gone. Listen. All right, go so ahead. let me give you the pronouns. Okay. She. Mm-hmm. Her. Mm. It don't get no stronger than Greta May. Greta so <laughs> let me say, let me figure out something. Mm. You know what? Let's just go to a little '90s nostalgia mm-hmm. and go with not Shanae, but her friend Kilolo. Kilolo, Kilolo Jenkins. <laughs> Kilolo Jenkins. Let's go. How do you spell Kilolo? Key K E Y. Uh, Lolo. What is? What's your spelling? Uh yeah, uh yeah, yeah. I would do that. Yeah, K E yeah. No, we get little more hood. K I dash. K I dash. Lolo. Capital L O. Capital L O. There we go. Now. All right, Key Lolo. So Key Lolo writes, Hey to my two play cousins. I think I heard someone in the P.O. box mention wanting to see you all live. Like, can we get this all planned out? Outside is about to be open, and I need this show on my schedule. Anyway, that's not why I'm here. We'll go back. Yes, we want to get that thing popping. We're looking we forward do. to doing that too. Uh, anyway, that's not why I'm here. I'm here because I have a dilemma. Oh, Lord. Speaking of cousins, I have a cousin that has recently fallen on hard times and reached out to me for a temporary place to stay. It's going to sound like it's going to go bad. <laughs> she mentioned that it would only be about three months. Three months is a long time already. And she there's 90 that days is, 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 is a minute, <laughs> but go ahead. She mentioned that it will only be about three months as she's been interviewing and had some promising leads for a new well-paying job. I believe her because the girl has an incredible work ethic and is degreed. She's only in this situation because she was officially laid off in the fall after having her pay reduced prior to that due to the pandemic. Excuse me, due to the Panasonic outside. <laughs> <laughs> However, because she is single with no children, she has has been fortunate enough to be able to survive off of her savings and unemployment benefits until now. Thank God for Moneybag Joe, who's uh, giving the unemployment back to y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, I give you all of this so I can qualify my dilemma without any thoughts of not being sure that she would own her part in the house and stick in, stick to her temporary arrangements. Okay. The problem comes here. I am a single mom to a teenage son, and we have been doing all we can to remain safe. My state recently opened up the vaccine to any person 16 and older, so he and I both are on one are on dose one. Excuse me. My cousin has been in the streets hard since the pandemic and refuses to get vaccinated. Lord. I respect her choices concerning the vaccine. That's her business. But I don't want her actions affecting what I have worked so hard to protect in terms of keeping my family safe. Should I have her? Should I? <clears throat> should I, excuse me. Should I let her move in and just have a very clear and direct conversation about how I feel, or should I tell her no and let her figure all this out on her own? Love the show, Kilolo Jenkins. 
And that's spelled K-I dash, dash capital L O, o capital L O. Um, so if you heard the last response we gave to a listener, mm-hmm. you're gonna survive that vaccine. Let me just tell you, that you to, to your cousin. Okay. Right. Cause she's been in them streets that hard, you're gonna survive mm-hmm. this vaccine. Right. Um, I think I think it's kind of a catch twenty two. But let me since you asked me, let me tell you what I would do. I would tell her no. Um mm-hmm. Only because if she lived that kind of life and she's an adult, at some point, especially within a three-month period, yep. you're going to run into a situation where she's going to want to go back to, you know, I'm using Atlanta names here. You're going to, she's going to go to Compound. She's going to go to Opium. Mm-hmm. She's going to go to all the mm-hmm. places. And as an adult, technically, you can't stop her from going. But what you can nope. do is control your home. Right. So I think I would initially say no, and I would allow her to present to me, right, the possibility of, you know, well, you know, cuz I'm not going to do this and do that, right? So if she says it, that's something she has to be accountable to. And if you agree, then your response should be, all right, the first infraction, mm-hmm. you're out. You know what I'm saying? And, and I don't want you to be, if, if 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 you allow that to happen, I don't want you to be dramatic and be like, oh, she was out to midnight. She'd been in the street. She literally could have went to a birthday party. You know what I'm saying? Because there's ways you can do like dinners and stuff that are socially distant. When I say birthday party, I mean birthday dinner. Um, there are ways you can do certain things like that and still be socially distanced. However, mm-hmm. right, because uh, I, I, you don't want to also be in a space where you're policing her and trying to see where she's going, how long she's going to be there and a, B, and C, one, two, three. And if you feel as though she's living reckless, she don't have the vaccine, she don't ever plan on getting it, which you are right, it's her business. Mm-hmm. But you also don't have to allow that in your space if that's something that you have not done. You said you've been extremely safe, so I'm assuming you know you've done things like go to the store or you know sending your son to school if they're back in person, you know whatever those type of things, stuff that you have to do, um, and not literally a lot of quote unquote fun stuff, so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so my initial response is no. But if you do allow her to do that, it'll be because she's trying to prove to you what she can do, and then you right. will respond accordingly. Mm-hmm. I think my initial, and I would just tell her, this is I'm not saying no because I don't love you. Because I feel like mm-hmm. y'all must be close cousins, and she feels close enough to ask you to live with. So mm-hmm. I'd be like, you know, sis, I love you, but this is why I'm giving you this no. And mm-hmm. that's just kind of what it is. I'm not, I don't think you have to apologize for protecting your space. So, right. Anyway, Ryan, what you think, bro? Um, Diamond let Ebony stay with her for some time. And that oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> oh, I wasn't expecting it. Wait a minute. <laughs> it ain't work out. Diamond, Diamond had a child and let Ebony stay with her for a little bit. It, it, it ain't go well. <laughs> she smashed lanes. She did. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Okay. It, and that's not the scenario here, but um, <laughs> that was great. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Ooh, um, where them dollars at? <laughs> where them dollars at? Let's let's take a let's take a moment at how Players Club Players Club is underrated. Players Club is a good movie. Like, she, I enjoy it. And, and and we are not here for this Netflix um editing when they Mm-mm. took out all them scenes. But Mm-mm. go ahead, Brian. Um so, uh, I, so, I'm pretty strict on the, when it comes to this vaccine, this coronavirus stuff. So, if they out there in the streets, like, it's not worth it. You know what I'm saying? Like, unless, to me, I do have a heart, though. So, if it's like, if you're her last option and she 
has like nowhere else to go. I can see that, but you got to set the ground rules. And like Josh said, she's grown. So, you know, you can only tell somebody grown. You can't tell somebody grown what to do. And when you go to work, she might be out in these streets, you know what I'm saying? Running with folks who got Corona juice. So who knows? So I probably would say no, like, you know, but I'm kind of strict on stuff like this. And being a parent, I wouldn't want, I would feel, I would feel terrible that I allow somebody in my house and they did something that potentially would harm my child or my family or my, you know, so I would probably say no, but you know, it, it's your life, your business. Um, do what's best for you. Pray about it. Um, but let us know what happens. Um, let us know. Keep us updated on what Cuz yeah. decides to do and how you handled it. Um, yeah. You heard what we said, though. We basically told you <laughs> no. No. <laughs> okay. So do what you will with that. Right. All right, Brian. You ready uh, to get into a greater conversation? I am ready. I am so ready. <laughs> All right. Let's get into it. <laughs> let me talk. Let me talk. All right, this is Greater Conversation where Josh and I get some stuff off our chest, and it's been uh, a week, so we got some things. You got anything, Josh, we want to go first? Or go ahead. I think I might. I'm going to go first. Go ahead. All right, so you, you kind of sparked me a little earlier. Okay. <clears throat> so I'm going to say this. Say it. Spring break is for folk that are enrolled somewhere. If you either, it can be a trade school, it can be anywhere, but a college or, or whatever, but spring break. It's for folks that is in school mm. and are breaking for spring. Those folks that have jobs, don't take your PTO going to spring break. Uh, I, I, this is your rant. I'm going to let you have it. <laughs> However, ITT Tech and University of Phoenix do not count. <laughs> so you enroll, yes, according to Brian's definition. But what you breaking from, because... Walden does not count. The Levert Institute of Medicine of, of Cosmetology does not count. Yeah, nail school, you ain't spring break. Does nail not school. cosmetology class does not Mm-mm. count. And we Mm-mm. respect all of that. However, no. Mm-mm. Continue, my friend. <laughs> but yeah, don't go if you on PTO, that's not spring break. That's a vacation. That's a vacation. That is not spring break. And it's a vacation, and if you and if you got a, a yo if your child is on spring break and you say I'm gonna drop my child from my grandma's house and I'm gonna go to Miami for my child's spring break, you out of order. This is not spring break. It's not your spring break. Keep your save your vacation time and go at a different time because this is not your spring break. If you're not enrolled, this is not spring break, Joshua. In your hands. Amen. I, I agree. If you and Brian said, if you're not enrolled, I'm saying if you're not enrolled in a <laughs> traditional, <laughs> I'm gonna leave it alone because I don't want I don't want to educate. So the right, the don't work. No, your the right <laughs> institute don't work anywhere that you got to dial a one eight hundred number and it's a for profit institution. It does not count. So the New Hampshire not, University don't count. It does not count. Grand Canyon University does not. Count trucking school does not count. No limit university does not. This HBCU that uh Master P trying to buy does not count. (laughs) ICDC does not count. Count. 
Okay, you you on vacation too. Okay, that's what it is. You are not on spring break. You are on vacation. Anyway, so my rant is kind of, it's not hypothetical, but it kind of is. Mm-hmm. I became recently more upset with Bill Cosby. Mm. Uh, his indiscretions, of course, led him to the place that he's in. But his indiscretions also took away from us the possibility of a reboot to a different world. I found out today that no. Debbie Allen, with her talented self, was going to partner with your girl, mm-hmm. Issa Rae, <gasps> to potentially do a reboot. But the networks was like, nah, <laughs> no. And no, we're not doing this because all of the money and stuff proceeds will have to go to Mr. Cosby. So, unfortunately, we probably will never get that. Um, and it's kind of sad because I feel like Debbie Allen and Issa Ray. <sighs> so, it's not so much of a rant, but just kind of my very loud expression of disappointment mm. concerning the beauty. Because, you know, we love us on black television here on the GXO. We do. So... Um, that's all I have. Maybe something I would be so inclined to rant about something. I'm always sick of permissive white people. So that's just a consistent mm-hmm. disposition that I have. And mm-hmm. I decided not to give them that energy this mm-hmm. week, Ryan. Mm-hmm. So um, with that being said, understood and accepted. I don't know if that's going to be my new thing, but that's what I'm saying tonight. That's what I feel tonight. <laughs> um, that has been another episode of the Jigsaw Podcast. Another, one. another episode. Um, we want to again thank my Memphis brother, uh, our friend to the pod, friend to the pod, friend, friend, to, the, friend Desmond, to the podcast. Desmond, listen, once you come on here, you're a friend to the pod. You are. Um, you're a friend to the pod. So, Desmond, Chef D. Arthur, um, thank you, man, for coming Appreciate on the podcast. You. Amazing conversation, great insight, all of that different kind of stuff. Uh, we can't wait to have you back at some point, and um, maybe we can have you back for like a Thanksgiving episode and talk about yes. some things. Yeah. So appreciate you for coming through and blessing us. Um, Brian, anything you want to share in the announcements or anything? Uh, we got merch. We got merch. Support these black kids. They need it. <laughs> That's right. Daycare is expensive. <laughs> we talked about Brian having a child. Daycare is expensive. It's expensive. <laughs> um, so get the merch. It's on the website right now. Check out our website, thejigsawpodcast.com. Follow us on social media. I am Brian here. I am Josh Rogers. Facebook, like us, give us five stars or nothing uh, on all the various platforms and apps. Please tell a friend about it. Tell a friend if you enjoyed this episode. Um, please tell a friend. Also, write us. Ask the Jigsaw. Uh, send something to the P.O. Box. We love to hear what you have to say. Let us give you this advice. It's not expert, but it's great advice, I think. Um, and that's it. So I'm excited about what we're doing. We have some amazing guests coming up. When I tell you I'm so excited about all of our guests will be coming up in the near future, it's going to be- I mean, I mean stick around. <laughs> it's going to be You something. don't want to miss nothing. 2021 has has been our friend. It has. God is doing a thing in 2021. Um, so yeah, do that. Do all those things. We love you. We appreciate you. Josh, before we head out, let the people know what they need to do. Use flushable wipes. <laughs> <laughs> Signing off. Good night. Because <laughs> too many of y'all have uncrustables in your drawers. And, uncrustables. And, you know, I be getting a whiff of these things. So when we say don't ever get caught with your work undone, that's part of that. Mm-hmm. Use flushable wipes. So let's do mm-hmm. this in reverse. 
don't ever get caught with your work undone. But mm-hmm. <laughs> don't also don't let this life stress you out. And what stresses mm-hmm. me out is the fact that y'all don't use flushable wipes. So don't let this life stress you out. Do what you can while you can, the very best ways that you can. But in the midst of it all, don't get caught with your work undone. And we want to say good night. Good night. We love you. <laughs> love y'all. <laughs> Catch y'all next time. <laughs> Peace.